All right. Still on our little faith in action series. Uh, this time, though, we're going to be talking about Jesus. Well, we should be talking about Jesus every time, but more specifically about Jesus. Christ, the supreme authority, okay? Christ is supreme because he has been given all authority over the earth, over the universe, everything. Heaven, hell, it's all his, right? Amen. So just to be very, very clear and frank about that, there is no one else who is in charge. The devil is the prince of the airways here on the earth, so that's just like TV, radios, internet, social media, all that good stuff. But he is not in charge. Okay? He is like an employee. He only got certain privileges. And that's only because he stole them. But don't worry, God gonna take all that back. Gonna get his, his, his past is gonna be revoked. Matthew 26, verse 62 through 65. And the high priest arose and said unto him, Answerest thou nothing? What is it which these witness against thee? But Jesus held his peace. And the high priest answered and said unto him, I adjure thee by the living God. How are you going to adjure the me by the living God? I am the living God. That don't make no sense. That thou tell us whether thou be the Christ, the Son of God. Jesus saith unto him, Thou hast said, Nevertheless, I say unto you, Hereafter shall you see the Son of Man sitting on the right hand of power and coming in the clouds of heaven. Then the high priest rent his clothes, saying, He has spoken blasphemy. What further need have we of the witnesses? Behold, now you have heard his blasphemy. Why he said he had blasphemy? Because Jesus just acknowledged the fact, yeah, I'm, I'm the son of God. And he continued on with his conversation like he, he didn't skip a beat. The Jewish leader says, Are you, tell us whether you be the Christ, the son of God. Jesus said unto him, Thou hast said, Yes, I am. Now, let me tell you what he's going to come and do. He's going to, nevertheless, I say unto you, hereafter shall you see the Son of Man. You're going to see me sitting on the right hand of power and coming in the clouds of heaven. He just talked about his, 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 his return to earth, his second coming. But the man is so upset because he just equated himself as God because he is God that all he wants to do is accuse him of blasphemy. That's what this passage is talking about. He told the truth and they still got mad. Amazing how that works. Tell a lie when we get mad. Tell the truth when we get mad. Can't win. Can't win. When it comes down to faith, Jesus is the epitome of it. He is why we believe so strongly that through it all, it all will be all right. At this unjust trial, the Jewish leaders of the day demanded that Jesus tell them plainly, are you the son of God? Don't you hate it when you tell somebody an answer? You give them an answer and they ain't satisfied with you. I answered your question. And yet you won't let this go. You won't move forward. You don't want you don't even want to know what I've come to say or what God has what God has sent me to this, but you just you just upset that I answered the question the way the truthfully versus answered the way you wanted it. See, the bottom line is the Jewish leaders did not want Jesus coming and proclaiming to be king, the son of God, because that means they no longer were credible to the Romans. Which means they had no use for them. So all your power, your prestige, and your influence is just null and void. You're nothing now. 
That's why a good lie got a little truth in it. They know they couldn't disqualify him completely, so they saw he's just a prophet or he's just a, a good teacher. But he can't be God because if he's God, then he's going to replace us. Well, duh. Of course he's going to replace you. Jesus just agrees with them and begins to tell them how they will see him. When the supreme when the supreme when the supreme author of faith can look you dead in the eye and gently reiterate what he has been saying the entire time, you should have been afraid. The man didn't bat an eye when he when you asked him multiple times. He looked you square in the eye and told you the same answer, and you then he didn't flinch. You should have been thinking like something either something's wrong with him, or he telling the truth. Because there's only two options: either either Jesus is a lunatic, or he's crazy. Oh, he really is the son of God. There is no in-between. There isn't. Hebrews 12 and 2. The ultimate finish of our faith is Jesus Christ. To our Lord, this wasn't about power and prestige. It was about saving man. That's the whole thing. That's why the power of the cross is so electrifying, if I could say. Because... When you come to the cross, you are bringing all your sins, all your wrong, everything that makes you unrighteous and before God was nailed to the cross when Jesus died. If you accepted him. So if you became a believer in him and you accepted that he was Lord Jesus Christ of all, your, all your, every your wrongdoing was on the cross. Right? Amen for that. So... What was it really about? It was about saving everybody who wanted to be saved. That's why he came. He could have easily did everything he wanted to do from, from up there. But a sacrifice had to be made that had to be the correct sacrifice, which none of us could produce. Not with an animal, not with our own lives. It just wasn't enough. Needed something that was pure through and through. He wasn't there to take over Jerusalem because Jerusalem was already his. Luke 4, 18 through 19. The spirit of the Lord is upon me because he hath anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to preach deliverance to the captives, and recoverings of the sight to, to the blind, to set at liberty them that uh, acceptable to the year of our Lord. I covered up a little bit, of, but you get the, you get the gist of it. When he says gospel to the poor, he ain't just talking about poor people who are, who are not rich. Poor in spirit. Folks who have no belief in anything. I mean, they're just, they're open to everything. That's who he came for. He didn't come for rich people. That's a misconception. You think if you got a lot of money in church, that it means you're, you're an important person. No, it don't. He said, the first shall be last, and the last shall be first. If anything, you at the bottom. Yeah. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me. You, you want the Spirit of the Lord upon you. That's how you make good decisions. I said, you hear me say all the time. I said, man, you know, something, I felt God speak to me. I said, I felt the, the Spirit of the Lord was upon me. If God is speaking to me, the Spirit must be upon me for him to speak to me. He don't just, you don't, he don't talk to unrighteousness. He got to talk to something that's like-minded, Right? Jesus came to the earth with a purpose of believing in God 
again and forever this time. Because, you know, like their forefathers who believe, they teach their children, a couple generations go away, and the next thing you know, God is no longer on the scene. What happened? The word gets diluted down the road. I could tell somebody something right now, and by the time it gets back around to me, it might not be the same story. And that's what keeps happening. It just keeps happening. Tell your children about me. Tell your children to tell their children about me. And eventually one of those children are going to say, yeah, I don't want to deal with all that. That happened so many years ago, that's not happening no more. And it's not true. It's not true. God can do all those things he did before today if he wanted to. But because man's heart was so prideful, their natural eyes couldn't even see the best things to ever happen to the entire world came to talk with you directly. God himself came off his throne and come have a conversation with you. I mean, I don't really, I don't really know what more do you want. I mean, I guess, you know, humanly, that would be like the equivalent of the president coming to talk to you. But on a spiritual level, the one who made the president, who made the government, came to talk to you. Have a conversation. Tell you what the, what, what the plan is. What he wants for you. And they couldn't handle that. John 5, 14 through 16. Afterward, Jesus finded him in the temple and said unto him, Behold, thou art made whole. Sin no more, lest the worst thing come unto thee. The man departed and told the Jews that it was Jesus which had made him whole. And therefore did the Jews persecute Jesus and sought to slay him because he had done these things on the Sabbath day. Bro, why are you mad? Because I healed the man on a Sabbath day? On a Saturday? Which is supposed to be that's the seventh day, so it's the day of rest. Okay, I understand all that. But is it not better to help somebody when they need help? Even if it's on the Sabbath day? That's enough to make you want to kill him and sought to slay him. They went from we're gonna persecute him and then sought to kill him. Really? No, nah, you know what it's really about? They can't do that stuff. They can't pray the man would start walking. They didn't have they didn't have the faith to do that. All they had was the teachings. Okay, but you got the man who instituted this teachings sitting right in front of you. And it's, no, we don't want that. We don't want that. Like a kid always crying, I don't want that. I ain't asking you what you want. You eating it. The living word came to heal a man who has been laying on an old crusty pallet for years. And the only thing the Jewish leaders can talk about is it's not lawful to hide that on this to do that on the Sabbath day. That is what I would call the spirit of dumb. That's what the spirit of dumb is when you, something right comes along and you still want to do the wrong thing. That's dumb. That makes no sense. That benefits nobody. That even benefits you. Life is just walking. Life is just walking around healing and forgiving people. When I say life, I mean Jesus. Walking around healing and, and forgiving people and you worried about precious laws that make only you important because that's what it was. In order to be considered a Sadducees or a Pharisees, you had to know the law of Moses front to back, word for word. Couldn't miss one. That was the qualification that they came up with. And all it is is memorization. It's, yes, it's nice to have, yada, yada, yada. But we already know relationship in religion just means you have a religion. If you have a relationship, then you have, you have all everything that you need. 
why would you want to be connected to a God that doesn't like you or doesn't want to be around you or doesn't want to know you? Just read those books and then you're good. It's not, that's not, that ain't giving me no confidence that you are who you say you are. Proverbs 16, 18. Pride comes before disaster and arrogance before a fall. You got this picture. You got, he, his, see, this is what I'm talking about. Prideful people have their head in the, cloud, in the sky. They're not looking what they're doing. They're just running off at the mouth and they fall right into a ditch and break something because they too honor you to show a little because if his nose is a little farther down he see that hole in the ground and he would probably break his ankle and he about to do all his leg whatever Christ has been given all authority which makes him supreme over all and yet he still reiterates that he comes to do the will of the father it just goes to show you humility is by far more powerful than pride Jesus came, Matthew 28, 18. Jesus came up and spoke to them saying, all authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Which means he's in charge. Supreme means he's in charge. He's in charge. Overall. It's all of it. And since we're talking about Supreme, you know, Supreme Court just said that we, we couldn't mandate that stuff. People still doing it. I'm gonna leave that alone. I just, I just felt like I should, I should say that because I'm so sick of it. I'm sick of the mask. I'm sick of all that. Leave me alone. Supreme Court said it's over with, but apparently not, right? Anyway, back on track. John five nineteen through twenty five. Jesus responded to the Jewish leaders, "I assure you that the Son can do anything by Himself except what He sees the Father doing." Whatever the father does, the son does likewise. The father loves the son and shows him everything that he does. He will show him greater works than these so that you will marvel. As the father raises the dead and gives life, so too does the son give life to whomever he wishes. The father doesn't judge anyone, but he has given all judgment to the son so that everyone will honor the son just as they honor the father. Whoever doesn't honor the son doesn't honor the father. Who sent him. I assure you that whoever hears my word and believes in the one who sent me has eternal life and won't come under judgment but has passed from death into life. Jesus just was just, he was given all authority. He said, I do whatever I see my father doing. If my father is, is giving life to the, to, the, to the dead folks, I'm giving life. If he's, my father's forgiven, then I'm forgiven. See how that trickles down? God the Father does it. God the Son does it. Then he comes there. And you got the Holy Ghost. Then you have us. We're supposed to model all of that. That's why we forgive people. We don't, we don't hold grudges against them. We can't give them life. But we definitely can give forgiveness. Excuse me. And then I love, I like his last promise that he said. He said, I assure you that whoever hears my word and believes in the one who sent me has eternal life and won't come under judgment but has passed from death into life. That's just like one of, like the definition of what church is. is. Bible-believing church. You must believe the Bible. Yeah, the Bible, the word. Not me 
Not any other preacher that come up here, not any other evangelist, not no minister, not no deacon, not no ushers, Bible teachers, none of those. You got to believe the word. If you don't believe the word, you're going to have problems. Oh, I was just saying you have, you're going to waste a whole lot of time. Because it's, it's like it's your ticket in. It's your faith. If you don't believe that Jesus can raise you from the dead, you're just going to be that dead and crusty. I'm a, I have a different thought. When this, if, if Jesus don't come back in my lifetime and I pass away and my spirit goes to heaven and my body goes to the ground, I'm going to crack that gravestone in half, Jack. Right up the middle because I'm like, yeah, I believe. Bow. How you like me now? You know? Then I get eternal life. Ooh, Charlie. Talk to me. You get all these promises if you go to Jesus. You do. Do you know what eternal life means? It means forever. Forever. I mean, even if you set a timer for a hundred years, a hundred years will go by and you still would have forever to go. <laughs> it's, it's forever. I get to live forever. I get to eat forever. And I get fat? What? Sign me up. Yes. That's wonderful. And that's just that's just the little stuff that you get to get with eternal life. We ain't even talking about the major stuff. Like you get, you get to sit there and talk to God all day. All. He is everywhere. You don't even have a son in the kingdom because he is the sun. He shines up the whole the whole city. Nothing bad ever happened. Ain't no more robbing. Ain't no more stealing. None of those things are happening anymore. Why? Because you did what? You believe the son who the father sent, who gave him all authority. Jesus Christ is supreme to everything. There is no other one. There is no other name that man must be saved. None. Not Muhammad. Not Buddha. Not uh, 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 Krishna, Hindu, none of these other religions. No, I, I, I ain't afraid to say it. No, they may teach you good morality to love your neighbor and all that. But that's only because they got it from the Bible. But at the end of the day, the only way salvation is going to come is through Christ. That's why he came. Nobody else could do it. And he, he, here's the beauty part. He volunteered. Nobody made him. You don't make God of all, the God of all living do anything. He do it as he wanted to. He did it because he loved us. Some people love to say they love you and won't give you nothing. Can I have a dollar? No. But you have 20. So? He gave his life. Now he picked it back up again, but he still gave it. I think I follow the one who can live and who can live even when somebody tried to kill him before I follow somebody who can just die and just stay dead. It don't help me. He ain't helping me. He ain't making me better. It's not. We believe in Christianity not because it's just 
something that our parents taught us or something that, you know, is just plausible. We believe in it because we read the word and we agreed with it. At least I hope that's why you believe. Because you can't rest on your parents' belief or faith. You can't rest on grand, your grandmama's faith. You got to get your own. And he only told you, he told you, you only need great faith of a mustard seed this big. I told you how big a mustard seed is. It ain't real big. But when it, once it's planted and watered and it grows up, it's strong. You ain't going to just pull it out the ground. That's how our faith has to be. It has to be rooted in Christ to the point where if somebody tries to come pull us and shake us, we don't go nowhere. We don't go nowhere. If anything, it strengthens us. We just, our roots just grow deeper and deeper and deeper and wrap and, and get closer and tighter to Christ. And that's how it should be. You grab closer and closer to him until nobody can pry you from his hands, which nobody can anyway. But it's still our job to get closer to him. Amen? Amen. Father God, we thank you for the word. We thank you that you have blessed us with just even something as simple as understanding that Christ is supreme and that he is the one that made us all, that he created this, this thing we call life just by speaking the word. Just by speaking the word, Lord God, he caused the earth to be formed and to fill the waters to separate and man to be formed out of the same earth that he, that he made. Father, we thank you for that. That is a miracle that we can just, we can't duplicate. And now, and now Lord, as people, Father, that I love and worship and adore him, Lord God, we thank you that he has given us life and he has given us life abundantly. He has given us a way back home for when we messed up so long ago. He volunteered to take our sin that we rightfully deserve to be punished for and put down a down payment for us for us, those who will believe and follow him so that we could be with him yet again in the end. Lord, we are thankful and we are grateful for it. And we submit to the supreme authority to Christ. And I pray all those who are listening to the power of my voice also do the same thing. Submit your life to Christ, not to the world, not to your jobs, not even to your families, but submit your life to Christ, the one who, has, who loves your soul who has anchored you in him and the Father and filled you with this holy, precious gift of the Holy Ghost. So we, Lord, we thank you. We glorify you. We love you, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen.